It is party time, Mom. It is a Thursday. We're going to get off the rails. It is a wide open episode. Chad Brather Show uh, here in Studio 22. Chris, uh, Chris and Kayla driving us in the nether, re- nether regions of all things insanity. I can't talk today, but that's okay. Um, I'm alive and well. Golly. Go to chatonblaze.com. Get your new uh, Taxation of Theft t-shirt and mug. Support us, support us, support us. And uh, sign up at chadnude.com for your annual subscription to the Blaze. Use promo code CHAD. They'll save you a little money there as well. Let's support independent broadcasters. I was on the phone yesterday with my buddy Dan Ball, uh, One American News. And, you know, One American News is being, well, potentially dropped from DirecTV. And uh, come to find out, and we may have Dan on the show, because now uh, the ATT folks and Direct, they're, they're starting to backpedal a little bit. Because we've dis- they've discovered some things. They've discovered some things. And Dan, on the phone, he was talking to me about the connections of, like, the CEO of the company, like, direct. And he, could, he, he can describe it. If we have him on, when he, we have him on, we'll talk about it. The guy sits on the board with the Dominion voting machines. And OAN is the only network that didn't drop the lawsuit. Yeah, so Newsmax and... Uh, uh, America's Real America's Vo- America's Voice or whatever the network is, they all dropped their lawsuits. One America didn't, and so they were wanting to drop One America. Hey, it's an interesting little connection. Now they're starting to backtrack a little bit. Now they're starting to backtrack. So I don't want to see that happen at Blaze. I want you subscribe to the Blaze. I want to add a hundred thousand new subscribers this year to the Blaze. Chadnude.com. Mostly, I want the credit for it, just because I don't have any bragging rights around here. Everything is Stu and Sarah. And Steve, Dace, come on. Anyway, uh, I want to I just blow your mind with some things. You've heard me say it. You're going to hear me continue to say it on this topic. Um, and it's about your kids. It's about your kids. Big Brother believes that the government, and ultimately the socialist state, is the best parent for your children. They have effectively supplanted private institutions such as the church for, quote, educating our kids and have placed a well-marked target on the backs of parents and their authority. Now, the state wants your kids. We know that. And it would seem that we are more than willing to give our next generation over to them so that we just simply don't have to deal with the inconvenience of raising and educating them. I mean, it's enough that we feed them, right? Uh, Listen closely, folks. As long as the lunatic progressive leftists have their socialist way and they have for generations now in the areas of media policy economy and education we will only experience turmoil and bloodshed and famine and theft and decline and incompetence and unremitting promises of a coming utopia that will never come they must have your children they must control their minds it's the only way to guarantee the future of their socialist agenda so through the systematic k through 12 brainwashing of our kids they're evolving into non-critical thinking automatons that truly believe the state has their best interest at heart we've got to learn from history folks when the bolsheviks seized power in russia in october 1917 Anatoly Lunakarsky was made Soviet Commissar for Education and the Arts, a post he would maintain until 1929. And while he and Lenin, and later on Stalin, didn't agree on all the finer points of their communist doctrines, they did agree on a few basics, such as there was no God, there was no such thing as a soul, there was no afterlife, and the supreme responsibility of the state 
was to make good communists. So in his view, the only way to make good communists was for the state to usurp the role of the parents. His mission was to remove the children from their homes and place them into state-run orphanages that dotted the Russian landscape. Yeah, they took their kids away and put them in orphanages. Lunikarsky thought of the family setting as a, as a petty bourgeois structure. But that's Russia, right? That never happened here. I mean, that's just Russia. Well, author and education activist Jennifer Berkshire recently said in her new book, the argument that public schools have supplanted private institutions, namely churches and the family, is a response to the expanding role we expect schools to play in the care for children. So, folks, it's happening. It's happening. We've recently heard parents referred to as domestic terrorists by Attorney General Merrick Garland. What the hell do you think is going on here? When the Russian state took children from their parents and placed them into education camps and orphanages, the results were physically dismal, as you can imagine it would be when a state government attempts to raise kids in mass. But one thing it did is supplied the state, and particularly the KGB, with plenty of recruits, informants, interrogators, and executioners. Just remember, folks, ideas have consequences, and progressives never give up on bad ideas. That's a great tweet, by the way. I'm going to make it. They just keep recycling their bad ideas under the guise of, it's never really been tried before, and if it has, then it wasn't tried properly. It's time for parents in America to take back control and stop the human ideological experiments at the expense of our kids and their future. Let's get it on. Uh, they don't ever get tired of their bad ideas. They will recycle that crap. That's why CRT, you know, critical race theory, which was, of course, uh, critical theory, um, you know, it's just recycled Marxism. They just come up with another way to package this crap and propagate it into our kids' minds. And our kids can't help it. They're being inundated with it. And half the time, teachers don't even know they're teaching it. You know, just trust the state, trust the state, trust the state. State's out to take care of you. State's going to help you. The school's going to help you. Uh, you know, the counselor's going to help you. The teacher's going to help you. The administrator's going to help you. The board's going to help you. You know, the welfare system's going to help you. All these things, they're going to help you understand what your identity is. You're going to know your sexual persuasion. You're going to learn how to define yourself and, and where you're going in life. It won't be long, and they'll just start dictating to your children what they're to become because we're creating this ideological caste system of non-thinking individuals in what we consider to be the freest country in the history of man. But no, that's going to be taken away because they can't have you telling the government how it's going to operate. They can't do that. They, they can't let you have control. That's why they can't let you control things like, uh, like elections. They got to make sure that that is rigged and fixed. And nobody's going to want to do anything about that stuff because they've got to make sure that the outcome... <laughs> the outcome has got to be to their liking. That's why CNN is just like overjoyed with a big old erection at the idea of Hillary Clinton running for office again. I mean, they're just getting off on this thing. I mean, it's just ejaculatory celebration over there at CNN, the idea of Hillary Clinton. I mean, let that old fart fogey go off into the woods and wander in her moo-moo until she gets lost and no one go look for her. Can she just go away into the dustbin of political American history? We don't need her. We don't want her. I don't want to hear that cackling hen talking about anything, anything. And when it comes to American policy or politics, we don't need any more Hillary Clinton. And they're, they're just ecstatic. They want that lady to be relevant. You know why? You know why? Because 
the agenda got messed up in 2016. Hillary was the plan. Hillary was supposed to be the, the, the next wave of Obama in the, in the White House, right? And then Trump came along, messed the whole thing up. And so here we are. Here we are. Oh, my gosh. But you got, you know, look, they, they're doing the best they can with old Joe. Poor old Joe. He's down there licking the window somewhere. You know somewhere Joe's just staring out the window, and every now and then he just gets the temptation to lick the window. He just, he just does it. And then he goes, look here, Jack. I bet he says it in his sleep. I've got this app called, um, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it records my sleep. And it like if I have snoring episodes, it tells me what I did. You can actually listen to the recording. It's kind of creepy. It's just my way of letting Big Brother sleep with me. Okay, I, I'm let I'm letting Big Tech sleep with me. But it's even got talking in your sleep. Like if you should talk in your sleep, it'll record that, which could be dangerous. Could be very dangerous. Fortunately, I don't talk in my sleep. <laughs> but uh, I bet Joe somewhere out there is going dog face pony soldier. Look here, Jack. Look, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> exponentially <laughs> i bet he just screams exponentially in his sleep all night long but the white house uh they're defend they're defending they're they're withholding uh the delaware visitor records apparently joe biden spent 28 percent of his first year in office in delaware usually on weekend trips which i could care less honestly uh, I, I don't care where you are. Just get business done. I don't care if you're doing it all on the golf course. Look, I never complained about Obama being on the golf course. I didn't complain about Trump being on the golf course. I, like, if, you get, if you get stuff done, I mean, that's a good place to go have a meeting, right? You got somebody holed up for four hours on a golf course, five hours, and you, you can get a lot of stuff talked about. But, and so I don't care if he goes to Delaware. But uh, they're withholding the visitor log records for old Joe at his Delaware residence because <clears throat> nobody came <laughs> he wasn't visiting with anybody uh it says you know Jinsaki said he goes to delaware because it's his home uh i thought the white house was but that's his home you know it says where his first wife and daughter are buried it's where his son it's a place that's obviously close to his heart well i mean you know joe's 900 years old so he's probably picking out you know a good plot um but, uh, you know, you, you're supposed to know who's out there seeking influence of the president and who's there, you know, ringing his ear. And so Jen Psaki said they're not going to provide any information about the comings and goings of the president's grandchildren or people visiting him in Delaware. Um, so, um, yeah, they're, they're, I think they've they recorded one, one person. Uh, Biden. Yeah. So you know, anyway, they're not going to release the log. But basically a quarter of the time, you know, a quarter of the time, maybe 30% of the time, he's been in Delaware, and that's the deal. And they're not going to talk about who's talking to him or who's, who's visiting with him or anything. Um, and, uh, you know, Joe Biden also, you know, the, this insider trading, which I think if you serve in, in office, if you're a senator, if you're a congressman, you shouldn't be able to do trading. You shouldn't be able to trade stocks. You shouldn't be able to do that because insider trading's out of control. Like Dan Crenshaw, I haven't verified the facts. You might have to throw a Pinocchio up there. But like Dan Crenshaw, like he raked in more in stock trading in the last year than any other congressperson in D.C. Um, so um, Joe said he wasn't going to really get in on all that. <laughs> he said he's going to let members of leadership in Congress figure that one out. Uh she said the president, Saki said the president didn't trade individual stocks when he was a senator. 
Uh, that's how we approach things. He also believes that everyone should be held to the highest standard, but he'll let leadership in Congress determine what the rules should be. Oh, yeah. He didn't trade while he was a senator, but he got, he sure did get 10% for the big guy. And, Chad, um, have we found out who is buying the art? Yeah, who's buying Hunter's art? Who's buying that art? You know, the easiest way to launder money, I had to give somebody kind of a quick rundown. Somebody was asking about ways to launder money because they just didn't understand it, right? And so I was walking up through kind of the very simplified nuts and bolts of how you launder money. Art is one of the easiest ways to do that. Well, I'm not not saying Hunter Biden's laundering money, but based on the family history, it wouldn't surprise me. One of our sponsors is art. Yeah, it's true. And where did I put my money? Yeah. I put into art. So you call them up, right? Yes. And they walked you through the investment process of art. So now you own a little piece of Picasso, right? I do, and... I don't know if this is legal or not, but I sent a <laughs> picture of what I bought. Yeah. I sent it to one of these printing presses, and they framed it. And I have a copy of a Picasso, the one that I, you know, partially <laughs> own in my man cave. And I You're just look s- at it. I look at it, and I'm like, I'm you own a Picasso. Picasso right there. You own a Picasso. I do. Um, we have... We have, I need to send you the image. We have a new poster for my campaign, my political campaign, my governor campaign. It's kind of an old Art Deco, kind of old vintage campaign poster. I need to send you that. We could pop it up there. I don't know how to make it available yet. We'll put it on the website or something. But uh, yeah, the, uh, anyway, I, uh, maybe it'll be art. Maybe we'll turn it into an NFT or something like that. I don't understand any of this stuff. Kayla understands it. Kayla gets rich. Kayla sits over there quietly controlling the world. You're over there getting rich on NFTs, and you won't even tell me how to do it. Not only she gets rich on NFTs, though, every time that she's not on camera, she's trading a I NFT. Know. I know. I don't know what to do. Mm. I hope everybody's making a lot of money. I hope everybody's making. Ah, yeah. <clears throat> Hey, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I love these guys. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of their product. I've been using their product, and uh, I'm committed to them. I really am. And uh, Echelon, you know, we started the new year. Everybody wants to get involved with fitness and getting in shape and have their home gym or go to the gym, join in the gym or whatever. Uh, you know what? You can have some world-class instructors right there in your home, like Nicole Griffin, Michael Brown, choreographing classes with music from your favorite artists like Pitbull. Hey, what's up? Uh, and I even I even do my echelon to the uh, some country artists too, but you get a with echelon you get a community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you an extra push. Echelon Fitness is what will give you that. Echelon Fitness is an affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and an instructor's motivation right in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Echelon Fitness's fitness app provides you thousands of live and on-demand classes with great music from your favorite artists. With Echelon Fitness, you can work out anytime, day or night. Crush your fitness goals around the clock classes for the family including full body workout programs that keep you coming back one membership is going to cover a family of five party file uh not party file steve helms the texas legend his wife stephanie she comes down and uses my echelon bike she's on my thing so when i'm gone on the road she'll send me a message she'll be like yeah i'm down here i'm on my bike uh right now for a limited time our listeners are going to get up to 650 dollars off msrp to get this exclusive podcast discount text chad i spell it chad to 818181 text chad to 818181 did i say that enough times it's three eight ones eight one eight one eight one 
That's what you got to text. Get up to $650 off. I wish I had that deal whenever I bought my Echelon. Hey, message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. We'll be right back. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> we had some stories we were going to go over yesterday. We never got to them. Um, some kind of funny stories that are there. Uh, you got uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams uh, speaking at Madison Square Garden. Oh, man. Uh, he's, he's the new, new mayor there. Uh, play the clip real quick. Thank you, New York. As we... As we honor the life and times of Dr. King during some of the most difficult moments, when the civil rights battle was on the line, Dr. King wanted the ball in his hand, and he gave his life to ensure that our country would be a better place for all of us. Right now, <laughs> we want the ball in our hand again, as we deal with COVID, as we deal with crime, as we deal with uncertainty. All right, Let's right win there. this for... <laughs> The person in the crowd goes, shut the f*** up. <laughs> I did. I want to give you something to do to bleep it out. I love it. Uh, <clears throat> Dr. Dr. King wanted the ball in his hand. Uh, what are you talking about, dude? I like, I'm so, yeah, just, uh. anyway, it's funny to me. The dude screamed, shut the F up, uh, which, again, I, here's the thing. I'm not saying I don't think it's good whenever a mayor or a governor or any elected officials trying to speak, you just start screaming out epithets. I don't think, I mean, I find it funny because I'm juvenile in a lot of the ways, but, but <clears throat> New Yorkers are fed up. I mean, they just had it. You know, we, we had uh, Jeff Rosenblum in here yesterday and I, you know, I said, where are you living now? He said he moved to what, Connecticut? And uh, he, he was in New York City. He's like, I had to get out, dude. It's crazy. I wouldn't live in New York City. They ought to build a wall around Manhattan. Uh, you remember that old Kurt Russell movie, Escape from New York? That's about the way that needs to be. Just just no, no go zone, man. Uh, and that's, that's where it's headed. That's where it's headed. I mean, long gone is the New York City of, of Rudy Giuliani. Uh, but, you know, this, this meltdown, I mean, eventually you can't go so far. People start getting hungry, start getting robbed, and their stuff, you know, taken away from them. Their rights being violated. People have had enough of it. You know, I had, I had somebody uh, on Twitter yesterday who came at me and, you know, they looked at one of my speeches that I, I gave at the Reawaken America Tour. It's an 11-minute speech that I gave, and I shared it in various places. Thank you very much. And uh, people were uh, the uh, people were saying, "I just Greg Greg Abbott. He's done a fine job. He's he's upheld conservative values. You can't give me a single reason why we shouldn't vote for him again." And different people will give it to him, and they're like, "That doesn't matter. That doesn't count." And I commented on there said he's violated the Constitution sixteen times that I can count in the last eighteen months. And they're like, "Well, how's it?" I'm I'm just I'm telling you, he's violated the Constitution. And people want to try to justify it. Oh, that's not that big of a deal. You know, you say what it is, and it's like, uh, oh, well, that's not, that's not a big deal. That, you know, that's, oh, that's what you're going to go with. He spent $295 million on contact tracing. You know, oh, that's not a big deal. That's, uh, you, you're going to justify anything. And that's what's happened in New York. 
That's what's happened in New York. And that's why, you know, DeSantis says Florida's the new Texas. Because, again, he hasn't tolerated the BS. We've tolerated it. And we here in the Texas, we're starting to fade. Like, we're getting in trouble. We got the we got the blueberries in the chili. We got San Antonio. We got Houston. We got Dallas. We got Fort Worth now that's voted blue twice in two different elections, the last two. We got Austin. We got El Paso. Uh, and, and and the red conservatives of, of across Texas in small county, small town Texas that make up the population, true population of Texas, they're being ruled by the mob, the woke mob of the big cities, and we're starting to see a decline. And I don't want Texas to become like New York. I don't want I don't want to be standing up there talking about this, that, and the other, and our people disgruntled because the state's been taken away from them. New Yorkers know their state's been taken away from them. There's people in upstate New York who, who know that the New York, that the state of New York, the Empire State, is being ruled by Manhattan, and that does not represent the values of much of New York. You know that. That's true in Texas. It's true in California. There's good people in California getting hosed, getting screwed by the bureaucracy. A big government out there, taxation, uni- universal health care for all for 1.1 that you know of, illegal aliens out there. Uh, Illinois, the same deal. Uh, this is this is problematic. And you know what we're going to do? While, while our republic is slipping and our state's rights are losing and we're out there barking about who's conservative and who's not and, and, and playing this popularity cult game because, oh, that's my guy, that's my guy. No, 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 call it what it is. If the dude violated your constitutional rights 16 times in the last 18 months, let's Call him out for it, for crying out loud, so that it doesn't happen again. Even if you choose to reelect the guy, let's make sure shit like that never happens again. Are you going to get in trouble? See, rather than you, you want to play this little cult of personality, and meanwhile, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. You have Black Lives Matter CEO, um, a pro-Black Lives Matter CEO in Wisconsin-based spice company, Bill, the extended weekend honoring Martin Luther King Jr. as a Republican's or racist weekend. Bro, I mean, you, there it is. Um, Pinsy's Spices. There you go. He said, uh, he said, uh, sent an email to his customers saying that um, Republicans did all they could to derail the Black Lives Matter movement by trying to drown out BLM's message with shouts of All Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter and lying about the leaders of the BLM being Marxist and communist. How's that a lie? How's it a lie? <laughs> it's exactly what they are. They raised billions of dollars and put it in their own pockets. They didn't help the black community. They sat back while the black community burned themselves down in the last summer. Uh, and then you got Joe Byron. Joe Byron! Why you want that, Joe Byron? Who said that Martin Luther King Jr.'s death was not as big of a sacrifice as George Floyd's. Are you out of your freaking mind, Joe? Well, we know the answer to that. I'm like, you, okay, folks, look, they're never going to be happy. They're never going to be happy. As long as they can continue this racist dog whistle and keep calling this thing out and creating a reality to impress themselves, oppress themselves, it's never going to end because they've now found a way to do this, to become, to make themselves a marginalized victim. So, so yeah, you know what? What difference does it make? At this stage in the game, as Hillary Clinton would say, at this point, what difference does it make whether or not the Constitution's being run over or trampled on or used like toilet paper and rubbish? Whenever, you know, it doesn't matter. You're all a bunch of racists anyway. So who cares if Greg Abbott violates your constitutional rights? Who cares if New York's going down the drain? Who cares if California is technically a third world country at this point? Who cares? 
I mean, you know, doesn't matter, right? Doesn't matter. The Constitution, no big deal. Just violate it. Keep playing this cult of personality out there, man. Mask up while you're at it. Uh, that's what Carhartt. You know, I ain't never buying no Carhartt shit never more. Never again. And I just saw a Carhartt jacket I liked the other night, too. it. Carhartt said an unvaxxed workforce is a risk our company is unwilling to take. Well, don't work for Carhartt. <laughs> uh, this uh, Tim Pool, our buddy Tim Pool, he said, how about this? If you don't want to get vaccinated and you work at Carhartt, effing quit. F them. <laughs> I mean, you know, different folks. Uh, uh, Jer- Jeremy Hambly, YouTube commentator. 25,000 followers. He, he said, I spend thousands a year at Carhartt on hoodies, jackets, winter gear. Today that ends. I guess I'm looking for alternatives. Um, and I'll tell you another thing. We were talking about Dan Ball a minute ago. One of the things that happened to DirecTV is at the Arizona rally last week, Donald Trump said, cancel them. Cancel them. And let me tell you, they started feeling the heat because the phone started ringing and people started getting rid of their services. So Carhartt, if you got Carhartt, don't buy no more. Done with it, done with it, done with it, done with it. I'm telling you, find Patriot-owned companies. Go out there and, and, and find some folks that want to do business with you. Screw these guys. Screw them. That's the whole deal. Uh, I mean, hardworking Americans, man. You're going to keep pushing unconstitutional mandates. I like this time. Like, I love the new year because, like, we, we were able to work at the end of last year, Chris, to get our new sponsors. And, like, I sometimes get sponsor envy. Like, I hear Elijah Schaefer has a sponsor, which he usually messes up anyway and says the wrong thing. That's just Elijah. That's why you all need to come to me. But I hear Glenn, and I'm like, these are great sponsors. I want some of these sponsors. And uh, we, got, we got one of my favorites. Uh, and uh, Moink, I love them. I love Moink Box. Uh, let me ask you a question. Why do just four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy. You can change that. What we're talking about with this, you can change all that. Moinkbox.com. Moink delivers grass-fed, grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon direct to your door, helping family farms become financially independent outside of big agriculture. What a great mission! Their animals are raised outdoors, their fish swim wild in the ocean, and moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugar, and all the other junk you find prepackaged in the prepackaged meat aisle. So sign up. I love them, man. And they're so passionate about meat. These are my carnivores. Moinkbox.com slash Chad. Get a year of filet mignon for free. What? And then pick what meats you want delivered with your first box. For free, folks. Change what you get each month and cancel anytime. Moink was founded by an eighth-generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he's ever tasted, and I agree. Jamie uh, Simonoff, creator of the Ring Video Doorbell, invested in Moink. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash chad right now. You're going to get that free filet mignon for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you've ever tasted, but for a limited time. M-O-I-N-K box com slash chad moinkbox.com slash chad be right back
Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, boy. Howdy, boy. Howdy. Okay, folks. So not only have we gone absolutely insane in this country, but we've apparently gone retro as well. And I'm talking way retro. I'm talking like let's party like it's 1899 and rob a damn train retro. I've already talked about this a little bit, but I want to talk to you about it again. Because who would have thought that in an era which I was assured by childhood cartoons we'd have flying cars by now, we would instead have train robbers who already come pre-masked. <laughs> and in the land of showbiz, no less, folks. Yep, here we all are living in the real world. And in California, they're trying to uh, Red Dead Redemption that stuff. So these fools simply hop aboard a slow-moving train rifle through everything to find the really good stuff and toss out anything they don't want. There's even a way to fool the train into thinking that it's got mechanical problems so it will slow down even more, giving these people the perfect opportunity to rifle through your Amazon packages and whatever's in the train. It's a bona fide buffet of beautiful booty borrowed ad infinitum by barbarous boobs. And here's the kicker, folks. When they get caught, the consequences are so light that many of them just turn around and do it again. Same day. Charges are frequently reduced down to misdemeanors. And in a lot of cases, the person doing the robbing gets a fine and a night in jail. I'll repeat that. A fine and a night in jail for robbing a train. Now, there was a time in this country where robbing a train would get you two things if you were caught, a long fall and a short rope. And somewhere along the line, we determined as a society that it was no longer kosher to require the air dance as appeasement for most wrongdoing. But hey, maybe it's time to bring that back. I mean, like literally, let's hang them from the nearest tree or light post. Not for long, of course, a couple of good examples should do the trick of deterring everybody else. Just hang a couple of them and leave them out there to rot. Something tells me a good example or two would be enough to let others know that this was a bad decision. In the meantime, though, how about we think about using some non-lethal but stricter measures? Look, I get that we're talking about Sodom and Gomorrah's younger, sluttier sister whenever we bring up California, but do we have to completely abandon the rule of law in an effort to hold up the kind of mass mob mentality that's been permeating our society since the aftermath of George Floyd. Here's the ugly truth. Society wants to break down. It's the law of entropy. It's second law of thermodynamics. Things in motion are going to fall apart. There's a natural tendency among human beings to get up to skullduggery the moment they begin to collectively sense that the risk is worth the reward. It's the reason that we have a criminal justice system in this country in the first place. As our founding fathers noted, governments are instituted among men to protect our God-given rights. That means protection from tyranny, but it also means protection from things like mass theft. No matter how cool an Old West-style train robbery may sound when it lands upon your ear, the simple truth is that it's a miscarriage of just, justice to make the penalty on something like this too light. When you're messing with a freight train, you're not just messing with people's packages. Eventually, one of these jokers is going to stop a train in place where it ought not be stopped and somebody's going to get killed. But even if they don't, this whole thing is nonsensical. So get your stuff together, California. Come on, get it together. You're embarrassing the rest of us. And to the train robbers out there, let me just say this. Get a job, you damn hippie. Hell, the railroad's probably hiring. <laughs> uh, look, man, I you know this. I, we talked about this earlier in the week. It's it just mind blowing. Just the trash. Just people's stuff. Like like they don't value they don't value your stuff because they don't value your life. They don't value your identity. They don't have they they don't value your rights. The rule of law is thrown out. I mean that's that's where we are in this country. They demonstrate that with this whole smash and grab nonsense that's going on around the country, you know, and somebody gets caught if it's less than, what, $750 or whatever it was, you know, you just get a slap on the hand and you get released, you go back, you go back to do it again tomorrow. 
because we don't value things. We don't value life. We don't value, you know, there, you know, that's why I'm consistently saying, Chris, wherever I go campaigning, people say, what do you, what to you, what is the most important issue? And I know they want to talk about the border and yes, yes, we got to shut the border down. I know they want to talk about property taxes. I know they want to talk about the energy crisis. They want to talk about constitutional rights. They want to talk about mandates and jabs and, and employer mandates and all these violations that are out there. But I remind them, I say, you know, the most important issue, if you think about it, it's the sanctity of human life. It's the sanctity of human life. Uh, humans are created in the image of God. And if you believe that, even at fertilization and conception, well, if, if that, and I said something to a crowd the other night because I believe in the ab- abolition of abortion. I don't believe in it because abortion is a synonym. Abortion is a synonym for murder. And even if the conception happens because of an accident, and there are no accidents, but let's say you call it an accident or an inconvenience or even an assault, none of those origin stories changes the fact that that life is created in the image of God. Uh, And so if human life isn't sanctified, if it doesn't matter, then the border crossings don't matter. You, if, if you don't have sanctity of human life, then there is no humanitarian crisis at the border. It doesn't matter. Property taxes don't matter. Your property itself doesn't matter if your life doesn't matter. And why, do, why, why do you want freedom and independence if your life doesn't matter? See, sanctity of human life is the most important pressing issue. If, if, you, if your power goes out in the wintertime and people are dying in their homes, well, if life doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Who cares if they freeze to death? So all of these various issues, the mandates, the jabs, the vaccines, the blah, blahs, the juice and the boost, those things don't matter if life doesn't matter. Why? They should be able to violate your human body with, with medical rape if your life doesn't matter. So we got to get back to this stuff, man. There, there's no way they're going to value your stuff because they don't value you. We got to get back to a point where we understand that we are, that life is sacred. We all have the same one. We're all allotted about the same 75, 80 years on the planet. We were all born with a clean slate. We were all born with physical limitations. We were all born with setbacks that are going to happen in life. Every single one of us, our heart beats about 109,000 times every 24-hour period. So we're basically all on the same globe with the same circumstances, and we've got this one little moment in history to do something significant, and we are demoralizing ourselves unsanctifying our lives, treating people as though they're unimportant, marginalizing and classifying them, and then the stuff they work hard to get, we're just crapping all over that and treating it like it's a non-entity and no big deal. Folks, this is where we're headed. That's why ultimately things like um, civil wars, coup uh, d'etats, martial law, all of these things, revolutions, that's why they take place. That's why taxation without representation was so important in the 1770s for our founding fathers. And that's why they went out and they spilled a physical thing, tea, into Boston Harbor to demonstrate that their lives, their lives didn't mean anything to King George. Because if their lives didn't mean anything, then they said, you know what, then your stuff doesn't mean anything to us. So this is an outcry of human beings. This thing with the train, all of this stuff, this is an outcry. Human beings are tired of it. And um, we got to get back to the sanctity of human life and take care of each other and take care of our stuff and honor those things as sacred.
Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're in trouble. I'm going to the woods, Chris. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go hide out. I'm going to take my moink box, and I'm going to go cook my meat over an open fire and just live in the woods. Nobody will be able to find me. All right. Hey, uh, another thing I'm going to take is my guns, of course, because I'm so insecure. You know, I got to have my little gun. I got my little weenie, and I got to have my gun because I got such a little wiener. <laughs> or to Twitter. <laughs> I'm hung like an ox, ma. Hey, if there's one thing Joe Biden is good at, it's making us all feel like we need to stock up on guns and ammo. <laughs> this has caused prices to jump 300% and many law-abiding gun owners to stop training. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. Man, I was at the store the other day. My God, ammo is through the roof. I'm glad I got a lot of it. Uh, iTarget Pro is a revolutionary system that allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm in the comfort, safety, and privacy of your own home. This gives law-abiding gun owners a, to, the ability to train anytime they want. You don't have to make the trips to the range. You don't have to buy the practice ammunition. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. Dry fire training will help develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and a whole lot more iTarget Pro is going to come in all the major calibers, including 223 for your AR. So you can stay sharp with almost any firearm you own. Go to the letter iTargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com. Do it right now. Save 10%. Plus, get free shipping with the offer code. You know it. C H A D. I spell it Chad. Smartest way for you to practice. It pays for itself in a day. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com slash nothing. There's no slash. Just use offer code Chad. <laughs> we'll be right back. But you talk about you talk about the sanctity of human life and just the disregard for it. My, my, oh my! You see the video the other day, the interview. I mean, sometimes, sometimes these progressives they they get honest. Sometimes, sometimes they just say it. Uh, and um, Golden State Warriors owner. I mean, they, remember the NBA? That right there, everything with them is Black Lives Matter. Everything is about justice. Everything is. But we know the NBA is owned by China. I mean, LeBron is Xi Jinping's little bitch, right? He's his little whiny bitch. We know that. They are not going to speak out against the CCP. They're not going to speak out because they're owned by China. China. Sometimes I just miss the way Donald Trump said China. China. I miss him. I miss him so much when he says China. Oh, uh, but uh, Golden State Warriors owner Kimat Kamath, however you say his name, Palahapataya, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Kimath Palahapataya, I can never say his name. He's talking about the Chinese government's genocide against the Uyghur Muslims. Look at what he said. Of all the things that I care about, yes, it's below my line. Senator, what did you think of that statement? Well, it's shocking uh, moral indifference to communist genocide. But it's not that surprising from this woke billionaire. You know, he likes to saddle up his high horse and ride it hard on things like climate change and green energy because he knows that the Democrats to whom he've give, he's given millions of dollars in campaign contributions will reward him with billions in tax breaks and subsidies. 
So it's all about profit there. It's all about profit for him in China as well. He's not going to say anything that risks his access to Chinese markets or his access to Chinese funds. He's putting profits over principle. But, John, I also want to point out the Golden State Warriors and the NBA have been conspicuously silent here. Golden State simply put out a statement saying they disagreed with his opinion without even stating what the opinion is. They're terrified of even mentioning the topic, much Mm -hmm. less taking a stance. But the NBA still has said nothing. The NBA is a league that took away the All-Star game from the state of North Carolina a few years back because North Carolina's democratically elected representatives thought boys and girls should go to different bathrooms. The NBA in the past has made owners sell for expressing outrageous opinions. Mm-hmm. And unless Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, and the league want to be exposed as brazen hypocrites, they need to force this woke billionaire to sell as well. There you go. So that's Tom Cotton, a Senator Tom Cotton, who's commenting on Palihapitapitaya's comment about when he said, you know, talking about the ugly truth was that that issue about the Uyghur Muslims, um, you know, basically slave labor in China. He said, that's below my line, below my line. Uh, you know, when compared to other things that he cared about. Um, why not? I mean, why not? Don't bite the hand that feeds you there, Kemath. I see how it goes. Um, you know, listen, everybody's bought. Everybody's bought. Their soul is gone. They've sold out their souls. And here we are. We're just sitting around looking for some scraps. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, hey, remember what I told you yesterday? They're just trying to, they're just trying to cleanse the gene pool anyway. Line up for those vaccines. You ain't going to be able to have no babies. Um, what was the other thing we were talking about? Was it Michael Phelps? Yeah. Play more Mike Phelps. He talking about these transgender swimmers. Let's talk about that. There is, as you know, a certain amount of controversy around the University of Pennsylvania college, college swimmer by the name of Leah Thomas. That guy. And there are some people who are questioning her... I'm not sure what the right word is, her right to, to swim on a woman's team. She's transgender. What do you make of that? And she's obviously doing exceptionally well. She also has been taking testosterone suppressants, um, but nonetheless does much better, according to the records, than her female con- con- contestants. What do you make of, um, of this particular situation? I mean, look, like I, I'll say... You know, I, I can talk from a standpoint of, of doping. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've competed in a clean field in my entire career. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think this leads back to the organizing committees again, um, because it has to be a level playing field. I think that's something that, that we all need. And there goes Michael Phelps' career. That's it. That's over with. You've known it. You're not hearing from Michael Phelps anymore. Uh, I like how the interviewer kept referring to her as she, you know, her and she and all this kind of stuff. And then it talks about her female competitors. Did you catch that? Yeah. And then she caught herself. She's like, oh, wait, I thought they were all female. I bet they're apparently they're not in your mind because you know you're talking about a dude. And you could actually see high ass Michael Phelps who'd probably been smoking a bowl, his butthole's just puckering and his high's coming down because he's getting asked this question. And he refers to it as doping. <laughs> you go take testosterone supplements. You're equating that to taking steroid supplements and, and doping in the field of swimming. Sorry, Nora, Michael Phelps. You'll be over there with those Uyghur Muslims and nobody will give a shit about you there either. Oh, boy, what a world we live in. We'll be right back.
Got a uh, campaign event Friday night. Got a candidate for him. Going to be in Tyler, Texas. That's East Texas. Going to be at the uh, Holiday Inn Tyler Conference Center. Come check us out. And uh, then next week on, we've got a few more coming up. But on the 27th, we're going to be doing a show. Ragamuffins will be with me. Having a good time. Going to be at District 249 in Tomball. Go to watchchad.com. Uh, got a show coming up in Greenville, Texas, too, at the Texan Theater. Watchchad.com. We'll have all the information. Just know that I love you guys. God bless you. Go to chadnew.com. Sign up. Come on. I need you to subscribe, baby. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. On Monday. Bye. <laughs>